0: Rather than rely on support from Golkar and PKB for campaign groundwork, the president will likely now lean very heavily on public figures, artists, social media influencers, and social media campaigns instead. This is Indonesia In-Depth, I'm Sean Corrigan. It's becoming more and more likely that President Widodo's next vice presidential candidate will not come from a political party. As I mentioned in a previous episode, some senior party members in the government coalition such as Golkar and PKB have privately suggested that it might be prudent to withhold party resources for Widodo's re-election bid if they are not rewarded with the vice presidential seat or if they are not promised with a large number of cabinet seats as a substitute in a future Widodo administration. This issue had been a concern for Widodo early on in his VP decision process. However, the president has now begun to manage his expectations for his coalition members, particularly after the 171 regional elections that took place less than a month ago. Widodo's first priority to run for a second term was to get the parties officially on board to meet the 20% House seat threshold requirement to qualify as a presidential candidate with the National Election Commission, or KPU. His current coalition far exceeds that requirement. Widodo's PDIP failed to have a strong showing in the regional elections last June. Golkar and PKB also had issues and were unable to provide strong support on the ground for key candidates. Both of these parties are now showing some internal friction with some members fully backing Widodo for re-election while others have become disappointed with the idea that the president is considering non-party candidates for the VPC, such as the governor of the NTB province, Zaino Majdi, or TGB as he's known, and also individuals such as the former Constitutional Court Chief Justice, Mafud M.D. This internal friction inside both parties, along with less powerful influence in the regional elections, has potentially made Golkar and PKB a less powerful force in Widodo's upcoming re-election campaign. And this may have reduced their bargaining power in the eyes of Widodo. Rather than rely on support from these two parties for campaign groundwork, the president will likely now lean very heavily on public figures, artists, social media influencers, and social media campaigns instead. The president tends to work on any individual coalition friction once he is re-elected, according to individuals familiar with the issue. By waiting until the last minute to announce his choice for the VP ticket. It provides him with more leverage as his coalition partners will have less time to maneuver and negotiate once a decision has been made. The delay is also a strategy when facing the Prabowo coalition, which will likely challenge Widodo for a second term. As a reminder, let me break down the parties who are in the government coalition. They are PDIP, Golkar, PKB, Nasdem, Hanora, PPP, and several other smaller new parties that have yet to obtain seats in the House and will compete in the 2019 legislative election. The Democrats and PAN have yet to endorse a candidate, while PKS said they would support Prabowo if he chooses a PKS member as his vice presidential candidate. (laughs) break down the percentage of seats held by the parties in parliament. PDIP has 19.46%. Golkar has 16.25%. Garindra has 13.04%. Democrats have 10.9%. PAN has 8.8%. PKB has 8.39%. PKS has 7.1%. PPP has 7%. Nasdem has 6.3%. And Hanura has 2.9%. We know those core coalition partners are PDIP, NASDAM, and Hanura. These are parties very loyal to him. The seats for these three parties combined are equal to 28.66% seats, surpassing the 20% seat threshold requirement. Currently, the president continues to narrow down his own list of potential VP candidates, while PDIP chairwoman Megawati does the same. Both eventually will have to agree upon one individual sometime between August 4th and the 10th this year with the latter being the likely announcement date. So what does the process look like uh, when Widodo is choosing his vice presidential candidate? Making things complicated is easy. (laughs) Just before the deadline, a final candidate would be chosen. And once that happens, Widodo must negotiate with all his coalition parties to decide how the parties will be awarded for their support. This will include things such as their role in a future cabinet if he is reelected and how many technocrat seats will be allocated to the cabinet. For example, in the past, each of the coalition parties submitted their cabinet dream list with their members filling as many cabinet seats as possible. That list is then eventually negotiated down to a handful or less. Parties will then have to decide if they're happy with Widodo's offer. If not, they will renegotiate, lobby or in a worst case situation, leave the coalition. The exact names of who will be in the cabinet will be decided much later, but parties will have a good indication of how much influence they will have in a Widodo second term if he wins. Now we have to keep in mind that all this negotiation must occur in a very short period, likely in only a couple of days. So we will see an incredible amount of lobbying and negotiations between August 4th right up to the evening of the 10th. Both Widodo and Prabowo will likely wait to the very last minute to announce their tickets in an effort to prevent any disappointed coalition partners in either coalition from forming a third ticket. <laughs> On a separate but interesting note, let's talk about the recent attempt by Vice President Yusuf Kala to run for a third term as VP and disrupt the whole process I just mentioned. On July 18, 2018, the United Indonesia Party, known as Perindo, submitted a request for a constitutional court judicial review of the 2017 election law citing lack of clarity on whether Vice President Kala could run as a VP for a third term under his circumstances. According to the law, a president or vice president can only run for two terms, regardless of whether they hold office for two consecutive terms. Similar judicial review requests have been thrown out by the court in the past. Kala was vice president under President Diono's first term from 2004 to 2009. His supporters argue that some of the articles in the election law are not clear on whether Kala could run for a VP in 2018 as his terms as VP were not consecutive and he served two different presidents. Their other argument is that this is Kala's fourth year in his second term as VP and he has yet to complete a full second term which ends in October 2019. A previous judicial review was submitted by Kala supporters recently and the vice president was not directly involved in the request. The case was easily declared as having no legal standing as these individuals were not deemed to be disenfranchised by the law as they were not a political party that is participating in next year's elections. The latest judicial review request by Perindo is slightly different than the previous one, as Porindo is a political party and has endorsed Widodo for a re-election. Unlike the previous judicial review request, Kala this time is willing to participate and provide his input for the court if the court decides that the latest request has a legal standing. This sounds like a stronger case than the previous one, but obstacles remain for Kala to become VP for a third term. For example, although Perindo is participating in next year's elections, it is a new party established in 2015, after the 2014 elections. As a result, it holds no seats in the House and does not meet the 20% seat threshold requirement to put forth a candidate. So there's a possibility that the court could throw out the case due to a lack of legal standing just on that. Another obstacle is that there's only 14 days left until the registration deadline ends on August 10th. Now, although the court in the past has made decisions in only a matter of days in some instances, it will be difficult to do so under the court's current schedule, as it is focused now on cases involving several 2018 regional election disputes. Now, even if the court does, in fact, make a surprise decision that Perindo does have a legal standing and then goes forward to hear the case, the final decision by the court would still have to come out in favor for Kala. If the court sides in Kala's favor and does allow him to run, the next obstacle that Kala would face is convincing President Widodo to once again choose him as his VP candidate. And this would be a challenge despite the fact that PDIP chairwoman Megawati and some senior PDIP members are strong Kala allies again, this would have to happen all in a matter of days. Regardless of the court's decision, Kala is still someone to watch when it comes to the next presidential campaign, as he has proven that he remains influential, particularly behind the scenes in Indonesian politics. The pressure is now on the court to maintain its independence, and we will see soon how it all plays out. I'll be back soon with another episode. This is Indonesia In-Depth, I'm Sean Corrigan. Send your comments to info at indonesiaindepth.com. That's info at indonesiaindepth.com. The Indonesia In-Depth podcast is produced by the team at Lexico Indonesia, a political risk advisory located in the heart of Jakarta. You can find Lexico Indonesia at lexicoindonesia.com. I would like to thank you for your coming to my presentation.